0: The I finally found the sure way to lose weight. I bought a scale that lies. <laughs> <laughs> to introduce our guest star, that's what it's time to do. The
1: most intentional, inspirational, celebrational, okay, This is what we call the Muppet Show. Okay, let's get this started. So, The Muppet Show. The Muppet Show.
2: Yes. Which was your pick, but you were kind of forced into it because I had been wanting to watch it mm-hmm. and I got the DVDs as a birthday present and I was telling you that if you didn't... Do it. I was just gonna watch it on my own.
1: Well, your first question to me was, "Have you seen *The Aperture*?" Which I was aghast sure. that you would ask this to me. Because I had
2: been thinking about making my game, I'd be a better geek. Yes.
1: Geek. And then I sort of said, "No, no, 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 that's my be a better geek here." <laughs> so of course, you yeah, know that, that that sort of you know set put my my thumbprint on it.
2: And then I just kind of like I was like, "Well, if it's your be a better geek, you have to do it now. won't mm-hmm.
1: watch it." Yeah. And I have no problem doing it when I did it. It worked well with *Twin Peaks*. Yeah, they are they're so fucking different. Completely different. Okay.
2: To me, The Muppet Show is like a parody of Saturday Night Live.
1: Let's sort of, before we get to that, let's, let's go to what our history with The Muppets is.
2: Okay. Um, obviously, I've been exposed to The Muppets. Okay. I would say that I have probably watched some of the movies that came out, but it was at a time when I was so young as to not really have it printed on my memory. Okay. I... My first modern, like recent, I should say, experience with the Muppets was when we did the Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. So,
1: I mean, right now, yeah, so I'm you not are.
2: This of candy. It's mint chocolate. You should be forgiven. <laughs> oh, 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 mint. You're channeling your Stadler. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but no, like, so I like I don't think that you can live in American culture. I can't talk about anywhere else, but I don't think you can live in America culture, and not, like, just have Muppets be in your group
1: consciousness. I'm gonna consciousness. say, probably definitely the UK. Uh, this is actually a British show. This is not an American show.
2: No, yeah, I, I, I caught that. It's, I didn't know it, but It's
1: filmed there. There are more segments in the British version. And there are way,
2: way, way more guests...
1: Who are from, from Europe. England and Europe.
2: Than there are from the, the States. hmm But, um... But yeah, like I just feel like they're part of our group consciousness.
1: Yeah, and this is our second Muppet show that we're doing. Uh, we've done Farscape yes. previously, and that was done by Brian Henson in Australia,
2: mm-hmm. which I think was he did lovely on the aliens. yeah
1: he you know, definitely takes his father's talents. You see, a lot of those people back
2: uh, your your experience in Muppets, which um, is, could fill its own two hour.
1: I have been sort of you know watching the show because it was on reruns on the Disney Channel as a kid. I'd seen the three core original movies a lot as a child, plus Muppet Christmas Carol. The Muppet Movie, Great Muppet Caper, and Muppet State Manhattan are sort of the three original Muppet Movies. Okay. That don't really form a continuity to each other. And then, of course, Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island, both came out well as a child. There's a
2: Muppet in Space, too, is there? Yeah. But it's... The
1: nice. less said the better. Okay. So I've sort of been exposed to them consistently well, I mean, my entire life you watched know a lot of it. Do you know what channel was originally aired on? I want to say NBC, my guess. Just because I look at it,
2: I, I've looked at it, oh, I forgot one thing, too, though. I grew up with Muppet Babies. Okay. But um, I, I've seen episodes of The Muppet Show before when I was very young.
1: It was syndicated in this country.
2: So like I, so, I, 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 for some reason my brain is associating it with HBO.
1: Uh, Fraggle Rock
2: was on HBO. And
1: I know Fraggle Rock was. It just it might it might have shown there.
2: I don't know. Like I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time I just feel like someone in my household watched it when I was too young to really remember. And uh, that would be it. Ran to what? Originally ran to eighty one. Yeah. So 74? six
1: to
2: eighty one and then in eighty four started the Muppet Babies and I watched those uh, I watched the Muppet Babies was forever mhm but you were so you watched
1: I watched the, I did watch Muppet Babies also because you know it was what was on TV I was, what I would watch I would buy. And that was probably the best uh, you know babies show to get made
2: I would buy the crap out of that DVD
1: set that's it's never gonna given happen given that we only got three of the five seasons of this show out right and there's so much like rights issues with up It's my babies. Actually, a, I, th- I firmly
2: believe Disney is trying their best. They're just
1: buying up everything that's in that opening.
2: Exactly.
1: Uh, they've they gone pretty far, and then they're just waiting for um, Wizard of Oz to go into public domain, mm-hmm. and then they will like once that's a public domain, they can't go out of it, and they can send it as far as they want.
2: There you go. So you obviously are much more entrenched in Muppet lore than I yes, am. Yes. Uh, and you've seen one of the two recent movies.
1: I, yeah, I saw The Muppets, which, I, which was fantastic. I have not yet seen Muppets Most Wanted, although I do intend to see it.
2: And I've heard good things about
1: it. I've, I've heard good things. I'd like to see it. I have no reason. There's no reason we not to see it. I did watch the Muppet Lady Gaga Christmas special this year. which was you steered me bizarre. It was bizarre, although... Looking back at it now, it's like nope, that is exactly what the Muppet Show was actually. In a lot of ways, sort of musical numbers, sketches, behind-the-scenes stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean there is a there's a formula. On
1: yeah. The Muppet Show. Oh yeah.
2: More than any other improv show. I
1: think. No, it's, it's not improv. It's, it's improv. not improv. It's, it's a sketch. T- obviously, it's a sketch show. I mean, it's, this is more scripted than say SNL would ever be because you have puppetry and choreography more so. And, right. Like, it does, it obviously, no studio, obviously no studio audience.
2: But each – just to, to give a brief overview for those people. What's are, the, yeah, are let's are like
1: like a, the core concept of the Muppet down. You have the Muppets who are
2: – who run this theater. Um, Kermit is their leader. Uh, their stage manager amongst other things. Stage manager, host. Right. And you have like an untold number of Muppets. And each episode is kind of formulaic in that it has a guest. That guest will participate in certain sketch like three to four or, sketches. Sometimes more, sometimes less, depending it's, on I think the level of the guest. Yeah, how
1: much like, they can so. get there and Um Each show has
2: its has the Muppet theme song come in. Um there wasn't a lot of change in that
1: in the first season. No, I mean each season is the same. They changed it between I think the seasons. They might, I
2: think they may have changed it a little. I point.
1: think they might have re-recorded it at one point.
2: Um, and you have Carmen announce who the guest is. You have, I thought as I, I, I looked at this, it's an interesting breakdown, but it really makes sense. There's always a backstage running gag yes. or some sort of backstage storyline, and then you have various steady gags that aren't in every episode, but come back. They were and back.
1: recurring sketches. You
2: have the Swedish Chef is something that stuck with it. Um, you have like in the early episodes definitely you had like the, the Veterinarian's hospital. You always have like a dance dancing hall. The, yeah, at
1: the dance. I mean this case it's far from a lot of shows like laugh I mean the seventies and before that is the is the era of like variety shows that Sure. Really the only one we have left really is Saturday Night Live. I think that's why you know that's why we're associating it with that.
2: And they, there was definitely It wasn't a fourth wall breaker, but it was kind of... I liked how they put you into the the theater setting with, like, Stadler and Mulder were some of my favorite parts because they were interacting with...
1: Yeah, their audience as much as you are, but maybe less because they're also characters in the show and... Sure. And And this
2: starts... I don't know. I think it it varies through there. And I think part of that is because there's a... um, There's a discontinuity in airing order. Yes. Between
1: production order. Yeah, we, I I think we both watch production order because we watched on the DVDs. Right.
2: And in the production order, you can easily see that it takes them a while to get get used to this format. Not only that, but to get guests that aren't like friends of Jim Hinton.
1: This, up through the middle of the second season, actually, it was all like friends of producers, friends of people.
2: Regardless of that. They, have, they got better better like they got better guys. Yes. They got um Sandy Duncan. You had Jim Neighbors, who's actually you know, in his time was really popular. Mm-hmm. Um you had Vincent Price. Vincent
1: Price, you had Joel Gray, Right. Phyllis Diller. Lawrence Henderson. Yes. Yeah, a huge number of really big names. And that's so sort of, you know, these are the people who are coming on as a favor, essentially, in a lot of these cases.
2: Yeah, sure. Um uh, and then, like you have some weird ones too, like the dancing performing group, the Mormon, Mormon Shots. Shots?
1: They were a popular performing group at the time well, too.
2: There are a lot of a lot of people that were on the show. I don't think we have any concept of their popularity mm-hmm. level because we're just so removed from
1: that time. Well, period. Mormon Chants still around. They still do sort of weird puppetry performances and things like that.
2: I mean, and not just them, but I'm just saying they're yeah. are guests that mean nothing mm-hmm. to me. That I'm sure actually meant something. As both Americans
1: like and as people in 2014.
2: Like, apparently, like, like Twiggy. Yeah. Who I don't Twiggy's know. Twiggy's
1: who... a, a big British, uh... Right. Like, personality. Charles Asner was a huge French actor. Mm-hmm. Who we have no concept of in this country, really. Right. Unless so you're a fan of Mobile 2 Gundam and know that he's the guy where Charles... Where, where Charles Aznaval got his name from.
2: And I have some suspicions that Rita Moreno was actually very, very
1: popular. She was in, um... Was she in what high story? I don't know. I want to say she was. I couldn't be racist.
2: What's that story? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm not racist.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no. but she like there was just a lot of, and I loved how they played to their strengths. Mm-hmm. Like this is so different from like SNL was a guest, and they just like
1: they. Yeah, just unless they thing. unless they know the guest well, they'll just kind of throw them anywhere where they can. So like
2: if you were a dancer, you danced on the show, mm-hmm. and if you were a singer,
1: you, you sang. sang, and you probably sang your hits.
2: And I think those were even more like Vincent Price came on and he did a great job, mm-hmm. but like he was just like a, like the the actors weren't that impressive when you have this other talent coming
1: through and you don't see on television anymore you don't see right. stage things you don't see stage dancers you don't see these things like just
2: not only that but they were willing to incorporate their talents
1: with, with puppets. puppets
2: yeah yeah with these Muppets like the like I think Marina Marina did, a, did some man, dancing numbers did, with, with the a puppet, puppet. yeah. yeah. It worked really well. So, like, like that's something they had going for them. Yeah. And maybe that's just, like you said, maybe that's something that we've just become unaccustomed to. But
1: mm-hmm. well, we don't we don't have a stage culture in this country anymore, really. No. So we don't really, really... The average person wouldn't know who the, you know, whoever won the best, you know, actress in a musical this year would be. That wouldn't be anyone name anyone would probably know.
2: That's true. And, I mean, that's one of the weaknesses of the uh, concept of, like, I would love to see a Muppet show. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that it could really take off in its original.
1: They they tried in the 90s. I think that just didn't do well. I, I don't know. About, I mean, I don't – obviously, I have no idea about the production. But it was, it was you know, about the same show with just different guests. And I wonder if it was – it wasn't living up to their you know, goals that they were setting for a Sunday night.
2: Maybe. I don't know, but, like, I really enjoyed a lot of this show. I didn't enjoy every piece of it. It's,
1: if it's a can, variety show. Yeah, I mean, if you can find me an episode of SNL at any time period where every sketch make you, makes you laugh, I'd take, I'd consider you insane. Because like, that doesn't exist.
2: But the core of it I loved. I loved following Kermit around. Mm-hmm. I, like, I have to admit, the backstage pieces were my favorite part of yeah, the show. That, that's... And sometimes I was like, stop doing the sketches. I want to see mm-hmm. what happens. Some I mean, of them were fun. Some of them were more plot-entrenched. Some of them were just silly, like they have, one of the episodes had the running gag of weird things happened with the phone, like like smoke, with, or, smoke or water. Chain, or yeah. So, and it's, that was, a, like, and a lot of them were great. Like, I think the last episode was was in a way funniest because it kind of started interacting with, like, Gonzo and Miss Piggy and how he had a crush on her.
1: Yeah, I mean, you start to see some of the characters start to gel in the season. It takes about halfway through the season for them to, you know, start to see the characters become fully characters, I think.
2: I mean, I agree with you. Gonzo never really found his footing in the first season. No. I'm expecting him to in the second.
1: He does, keep my if I remember correctly. If there's any character they didn't have a character for, they really kind of dropped between seasons. So, like, Wayne and Wanda don't drop ever again.
2: And I'm just looking, but, like, apparently it did so well in its first season just to give you a handful of names for the second season, George Burns, um, Dom DeLuise, Steve Martin, Bernadette Peters, I mean,
1: Milton Berle,
2: John Cleese, like, they, it, they it, definitely upgraded their guests.
1: It did Well, it was an instant hit in the UK. It did hugely well. Milton John? Julie <laughs> yeah. Andrews? Again, a huge, huge hit in the UK, where it would actually be, you know, you ever show puppets? Somehow it's a fucking career booster. Like, that's something you want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a slow burn in the U.S. to become popular, but it does get there.
2: It does, and I think that – I don't know. I think it probably will always like – you, like you said at the beginning, I never really attributed to that. But, yeah, I, I suspect it will always be a little more heartfelt in the U.K. But.
1: I don't know if it will be necessarily more heartfelt, but I think that there is a bigger culture of variety show there still. There's a bigger culture of sort of
2: – How do you feel – they felt about the decision in the newest movies to move
1: the Muppets home, home to California. They've always sort of... I think even in the show, the was in America. You think? I think so. I always felt it was kind of
2: this this, this like, dink theater in
1: London. Yeah, I always the fun, I it was a riggy-dink theater in, like, New York or Chicago. Or, I guess it could be anywhere. That's so. the thing, like, I think. But even in, in the first movie, they, you know, they go to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the idea, so...
2: But I, I liked a lot of their ongoing gags, and a lot of them introduced characters that are well-beloved, like Swedish Chef or
1: Bunsen. A lot, a lot of these characters actually do show up earlier. They, Jim Hansen was doing these characters on other talk shows and variety shows, and eventually got his own show to do this on. So that, that was sort of the difference.
2: Hmm. But I... I I enjoyed a lot of it. I enjoyed the sketches, but like I said, I think my favorite part was definitely like whatever the backstage plot
1: was. Yeah, and they do shift more towards character-driven comedy in the next in the future seasons, but, away from running gags.
2: And I think my second favorite thing is something I kind of mentioned already, but like want to stress is just that they bent the show to their guests. Mm-hmm. So either like Vincent Price's show, while well, he doesn't wow me with like what he's doing. I loved it, because, like, they're, like, it became, like, the Muppets Haunted Theater. It
1: was, let's yeah, suddenly it was, a, it was a full horror episode. Yeah, not horror, but... Yeah, but that theme... More monster theme, more Halloween-themed, even though it didn't yeah. air
2: that time of year at all. You had a ghost sketch, a song. You had, like, the three-headed monster trying to get a role on the show with the backstage plot. Yeah. No, it was great. Um, I liked how they did that, and I didn't, like, it's one of those things where I really felt at first that, like, you know, the first episode you watch is just someone dancing, and I'm like, "That's not going to be entertaining." But it was, so I was pleased with that. I was pleased with the show.
1: It's it's a, I mean, Jim Henson is one of the most talented people of the 20th century when it comes to to art. Now, here's my question. Okay,
2: you'll probably know more than I would. Did he like? He wasn't the only writer for the show.
1: No, he was. He was one of a team. There's Frank Oz, uh, Dave Goals, uh, um i those are some names off the top of my head. And those are guys
2: those guys they
1: also did. They are full moppete. Yeah, they did puppetry. Richard Hunt. You know, he wasn't the only one. but there was a team of people. There were about like six or seven people who are constantly involved. Alright, so did you find any witnesses in the show? I found that the com- you know, the jokes aren't necessarily funny. I find that yeah, sometimes the puppets don't look that don't look you know sort of necessarily always. I
2: know like the hands bothered you sometimes.
1: So I mean the the sort of on a you know body horror level, the, the Speedy chef's hands are kind of terrifying.
2: See, I felt like you did about the jokes, but it was acceptable to me because there was never a joke that was that wasn't funny that someone like Kermit didn't go. Really? I mean, they
1: they knew I mean, they they <laughs> they knew they're making a sketch show and that you kind of have bad cheesy jokes.
2: Right, like like they'd make jokes and Kermit would be "That's not funny at all."
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, Kermit is is a huge asshole.
2: Yeah, yeah I, Oh, it's
1: beautiful. It's, he's like a he's like a, you a would major never, day. you would never think that this sort of American icon, who whose you know theme song is "Why Are There So Many Songs About Rainbow or Rainbow Connection," is. Just a fucking asshole to everybody on the show.
2: But he's just this, like, he's this stage manager that's trying to keep everything afloat, yeah. trying to run things, and, like, he plays
1: that part. If you, I don't know, did you watch it with something called Muppet morsels on the disc, which is sort of like facts? No, I didn't. I, I mean, those are very interesting because they sort of say that, you know, Kermit is very much Jim Henson, you know, persona, you know, as a character. And it's sort of his, you know, Jim Henson's kind of the, oh, God, I've got to keep all these people in line trying to get a half hour show done every week.
2: And I, I, liked that. I love, those were my favorite parts where it was someone trying to like haggle with Kermit. That was like my favorite story mm-hmm. points. Especially, I think it was like the f- production wise, it was really early, but like, I don't know, but Scooter coming on and being like a nephew of the owner of the theater. And yeah. Where he's just like, I don't need you. I don't want you. And it's like, but my uncle owns the theater. Welcome
1: aboard. Oh, you know, I, 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 I would like to have seen more of that interaction, and they kind of dropped that yeah. after a little bit, but that would have been fun to see more of.
2: Definitely. But, like, it got, I mean, I felt like Kermit did, where it got, mm-hmm. eventually it just got tiring, where he's like, but my uncle owns the theater.
1: Yeah. It would have, you know, if he you brought up every five, ten episodes.
2: Just, like, honestly,
1: Fozzie was most,
2: the most annoying character, and I think he was supposed to
1: be. Yes. He is written that way consistently.
2: Where you're just, like, really, come on. You're you're horrible. Well, I, I I liked when
1: him and Avery Avery Schreiber <laughs> Yeah,
2: that was fun.
1: Did their did their uh bit together on comedy?
2: Now that was fun.
1: Or Phil Hill trying kind to of teach him how to do. I mean, the show is very you know it's it's the most self-aware show. It is. for a comedy.
2: And the guests really they made the guests work really well with it, and I hope they didn't lose that as they got like bigger.
1: I don't think so because Jim Henson intentionally ended the show when it was at its most popular. He did not want it to ever go down from season to season. So he's like, okay, we've done five seasons, let's move on from here. I respect that. Yeah, he, he was very much like, he did not want to stick with the project for too long. So by you know late 80s, you have him doing the Star Wars films, you have him doing those things. Mm-hmm.
2: But So that said, like, is there anything else that you really didn't like about
1: the show? I mean, there's nothing, nothing that really, like, I never, nothing that maybe would ever want to make me leave, stop watching.
2: I think the only thing that I can honestly say I didn't like about the show is no fault of the show. Which is that I'm positive I would engage more with a lot of the guests. If you knew them? If I knew them. And I didn't. But that said, a lot of them have great talents and it was fun to watch them. It's a little picture into what the world was like.
1: It's, I mean, it's a picture of, you know, 1976 UK. You know, these are the guests who will be popular in the UK, particularly.
2: And you can see, you know, some of them are more popular here and some of them probably less so, but it was, they, they praise Broadway. In a way that you just don't see as much anymore.
1: Well, you don't have people don't know Broadway anymore. They're just you know, straight facts. Broadway is not a part of American culture. Sure, there's no attention about that anymore. Sure, yeah, you know, the songbook is the same songbook for the past fifty years, more or less.
2: I mean, new stuff comes in, and that's but fine. Not,
1: Mom, I mean, left. Like, You can't
2: argue that. Like Wicked, something like Wicked comes in, and it's
1: just Wicked. Infringed. But you know, again, you're talking that's Ranged. one. Show like shows that's come in, like but it's, it yeah, takes you, something. It's maybe been like five shows at the end of the songbook. No argument in the past twenty five years.
2: I, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying like I don't think it's quite as stagnant as you're indicating, but it is stagnant.
1: I mean, you don't see musical movies actually being made successfully because it's it's too much. It's it's inflation is kind con- of to a
2: level where the average person doesn't want to pay that much money to go
1: see this thing. I'm, I'm just saying. saying not, not even state. I'm saying film musicals. You don't see as much anymore.
2: Not at all. You, 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 barely see any original film musicals because, not. Like, that's
1: you not really, you, you almost never did. They were almost all adaptations.
2: I don't know about that. I, I, with, I want to research, but I feel like there's an argument to be made against you. There's
1: a say, most film musicals have always been adaptations of with state shows. I'm gonna, I'm gonna research that. Okay.
2: Again. But in any case, um, it's. Not some. I think that I haven't looked at the link you tweeted me, but um, I suspect that this is something that only can only be pulled off nowadays online. What's our like tweet? Just the Muppet. You, you tweeted me something that you're like, this is like as close as we're going to get to the Muppet Show.
1: They're, oh yeah, they recently, very recently, started up a new little uh, web series. So they, I mean, they're still working. They're still.
2: The movies have reinvigorated them strong.
1: The current yeah, the current movies are they've gotten on on the off the ground. Which I, I am, I love the David C- the Jason Siegel film. I mean, that was amazing.
2: And I want to see that. And honestly, like, I'd, I would have to put The Muppet Christmas Carol in my top 20 films of all time.
1: That is a bold statement.
2: Absolutely. It's, I love
1: that movie. I don't know if I could ever come to it and make a list of top films. It would
2: be difficult, but I feel like The Muppet Christmas Carol would have to be there.
1: We need to, we need to look at the movies uh, at some point. Watches the Muppet movies? Uh, at least some of them.
2: I'd be willing to. I mean, half of them are available online.
1: The classic ones, I think, are all available currently.
2: But um, it's definitely something to look into. Maybe in our winter time.
1: Yeah, as we as we find as you know, we need to fill out the schedule. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, that's just. I think I think we've covered the salient points. It's. It's not a deep show. It's just a very entertaining show. I mean, the depth of the show is the skill in puppetry and the skill in special effects. And the the variety.
2: Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think Jim Henson really captured that essence when he, he just seemed to make a choice in going, well, why do I care? Like, I'm not limited. The Muppet is what the Muppet needs to be. Yeah. There's a coat rack Muppet because we needed a coat rack Muppet.
1: Well, if you watch the pilot, which is on, on the DVD, they have one of each of the seven deadly sins in the Muppet. In the pilot, Muppet's Sex and Violence. I hadn't watched it, but. It is on disc four of the season set.
2: But I just, I, it's a good show, and if you, I don't even know what you might, what I might say if you like this, watch this. I'm just saying, if you haven't ever watched The Muppets, go watch The Muppets. You need if, to- if you don't watch, watch the first disc.
1: Yeah, well, either, uh, I mean, closer to the standard format is Season 2. They they do tweak a lot of things, the genre changes. That
2: is something a lot of people were kind of, like, ragging me when I wanted to watch The Muppets about starting at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the case, but I think that if you watch Season 2 and you like it, maybe go back, because yeah, I think you'd be missing something.
1: Start with Season 2, that is...
2: It's, you're certainly sure not going to lose anything. They're yeah. in your group mentality already. You know who these characters yeah.
1: are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, these characters are all have all been around for characters are over, 50, over 50 years old now. Most of these characters have been around for all that time. There were toys around right before the show started.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of the people in our culture shift, like, lived and breathed them up at babies for a while.
1: Yeah, I mean... I
2: think you were the tail end of
1: that. I'm the, I am definitely the tail end of that in repeats.
2: And I'm, like, I'm at the heart of its audience.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say the past two to three generations are familiar with the Muppets at this point in this country.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that they're just, like I said, they're a, they're a cultural icon in our society. Yeah, they're
1: sort of a sarcastic version of the Disney characters in some ways.
2: Or like, And I love their interactions with, like, Sesame Street
1: and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Although, you know, the Jim Henson property, so he was able to get, sure. you know, Bert Ernie for one episode in.
2: Yep.
1: They had to be flying those Muppets across the ocean, though. Yes,
2: but it was it's it's a good show to watch. And in, in any case, you should watch the
1: it. Only, the only problem is that it's only available on DVD.
2: It is. Uh, you're not going to find it streaming anywhere. I don't think it's even available to buy digitally.
1: No, you can only buy you know only the first three but seasons. The DVDs
2: are very affordable.
1: Yeah, they're less than like twenty five.
2: Definitely less than twenty five. Yeah. Um
1: and, um, and they've got amazing special features. If you get those weapon mortals are on every episode of the first season.
2: Yeah, I gotta look at it still, but yeah. Because
1: those are, if you are interested in the production and the special effects side of the show, really check those out. They sort of talk about how other things changed, how they stopped doing Muppets for the guests each episode, other than Paul Williams. Right,
2: because that just got too expensive. It got,
1: yeah, so Muppets are not cheap to make, not cheap to maintain. But they did very well at it. Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, yeah, I mean, in the meantime, definitely, like, we. I don't think, I think we forgot to do this, but if anyone had any questions about it, anywhere it takes, we'll be happy to answer them in the next podcast. If you really had dying undying questions about that, um, and I know if you wanted to get your questions ready in a row, we're looking our next episode's going to be the Cullen brothers. Yeah, we're
1: going to be looking at the co- some Cullen brother films,
2: um, upcoming stuff. We're going to do another radio show. From I think this one's from the 1930s. So if you liked the last one, which no one seemed to, you'll like this one.
1: We're gonna keep doing them every year
2: because I really have fun doing them. <laughs> and um, we're going to do our Halloween special. Aside from that, this year is going to be a selection of Vincent Price. So yep. We've already chosen what those are, so you can't do anything about that. But
1: <laughs> you, you might be able to influence it. But wait, I mean, I haven't purchased them yet, so we'll see. Fair enough. I think we know what our films are going to be. Yeah, we're we've, we've got it networked down. Yeah. In any case, our, our next long project though is going
2: uh, to be Attack on Titan.
1: No, or be, being a better geek. Oh,
2: our being a better geek, right? Because this is a being a better geek episode. As much yes. As I
1: keep forgetting that you don't want it to be one. What you you put it up to a fucking vote? I sort of said because I knew when Attack on Titan was going to get released. Okay, I'm going to do that once that is out. And you know, hopefully this is going to time a little better, but it's kind of a little off from what I wanted to be.
2: We'll be okay because I, I I feel like my thing's going to be short. Yeah. Hopefully yours is.
1: And I you know I sort of set the rules of, you know, fiction episodes or less, short works. Okay.
2: So what what got selected out of that? So and the, how did you select it?
1: Uh, I I opened it up to a full list that anyone could put on put on the website, and I will go through that very quickly.
2: Are you eventually going to use the list?
1: Maybe maybe not. Uh, Ed Sizemore said yesterday, Frankenweenie. Uh, Inks suggested talking about Coraline, uh, talking about the book versus the movie. Uh, Zanz suggested the three by three eyes, anime OVA. Uh, Impassionate Cave Twitter suggested the ping pong, the animation. Al Mendez said said uh, the Bomber Girl manga is so a one volume piece I hadn't heard of. Hmm. And then just to sort of round it out to get to seven, I put Gunslinger Girl from my Christmas Secret Santa, and then Black Lagoon from your Secret Santa. Okay. And the uh, Excel, our number generator put us up with Coraline on the book and the movie.
2: Okay. I've seen the movie, but I haven't read the book. I'm okay. looking forward to that. It is a Neil
1: Gaiman book. I think this is be our first Neil Gaiman podcast. Ooh.
2: That's almost disappointing.
1: I'm kind of disappointed in us. Well, you're not really a big Neil Gaiman fan, really. I mean, you um, like his work, but you're not, I don't think you're not super I'm not, entrenched. A,
2: I'm not a fanboy. Yeah. But I've liked many of his things.
1: All right. So
2: that's fair. Um, what I'm going to do, because that's pretty short.
1: Yep. I know Coraline's really short. It's a children's the, book. It's a kid's, you know, is, I would say below young adult, even.
2: Yes. So, um, I have some bigger things planned. Not huge, but bigger. Okay. But for now, I think we're going to do an, a sci- sci-fi channel before they were sci-fi.
1: Sci-fi? Sci-fi.
2: A um, miniseries called The Lost Room. It's, like uh, I know it's out on DVD, it's a two-disc set. And it's, um, I don't even know how to describe it. You're just, you're going to have to describe it to people after you watch it. Okay. But it's one of my, like, I'm a lover of miniseries, but this is the only miniseries that wasn't, you know, inspired by Stephen King that I'm deeply in love with. So that's my Be a Better Geek pick. In the meantime, I think we'll just see everyone later.
1: Yes, we will see you uh, next time.
0: The other night, dear, as I lay sleeping, I dreamed I. That-